Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Smoke here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Colin Simpson, president of Empyrean, a construction management firm based in Illinois that has been active in Wisconsin as well. Colin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks a lot for the invite, Alex. Absolutely. So first off, let's just start with a quick overview on Empyrean. What's the business all about? So we're a peer construction management firm. That means that we kind of take the place of a general contractor in a project. Uh, We've had a lot of of clients uh, refer to us as a construction advocate, and I think it's a pretty good term for it. Um, So we step in and represent the client through the entire process of uh, building a new building or a new facility. We take the client's ideas, put them down on paper, put them to a designer, an architect, an engineer, bid it out and get the thing built all with a nice little bow on top for them. Ultimately, we try to align our interests with the clients through our different contracts that we use. And that way we're really representing the client's best interests at every single step of the way. There's no adversarial relationship like there would be with a general contractor. We're really sitting on the client's side of the table throughout the entire process to get them the building that they need as quickly and um, low cost as possible. Gotcha. All right. Can you talk a little bit about some of the work that Empyrean has done here in Wisconsin? Most of our work in the Wisconsin side has been on the manufacturing front. Uh, We try to focus the entire company on industrial manufacturing, logistics, warehousing, and really on the Wisconsin side of the border, most of it has been the manufacturing sector. And I really credit the uh, manufacturer's tax credit for that. I think Wisconsin's done a really good job of being friendly for manufacturers specifically. And so, uh, you know, some of our best longest term clients have been up in the Milwaukee market. Uh, we work a lot with Brewski and dust, um, um, an Italian zinc die caster in the north side of Milwaukee. And they've been uh, just just really banging it out up there, um, trying to grow and expand. And it's been really great being a partner with them throughout the entire process of their growth up in Milwaukee. Excellent. Yeah, great. Well, that is a a good level set for our conversation here today. Glad to have that context. And Colin, I was hoping to get your thoughts on, from your position with Empyrean, what are some of the top like real estate construction trends that you're keeping an eye on that our listeners should know about? We're really focused in on logistics and warehousing right now. That side of the market has not stopped and shows no sign of slowing right now. I know everyone's kind of watching the markets really closely to see, you know, what's the next move going to be? And, you know, is there a recession coming? Is there any kind of economic downturn coming? And from what we can see, the logistics and warehousing, e-commerce, That entire market is just going great guns still. It has been since about 2020 when COVID hit and really shows no sign of slowing. Uh, Right now, we're working on building about 800,000 square feet of logistics and warehousing right across the border from Wisconsin and Zion, Illinois. Uh, But what's been really interesting is uh, 
there the number of new starts for large warehousing and logistics in Chicago has slowed dramatically. Um, so our building's going to be about a half million square feet. The big one is, and uh, we are going to be one of the largest projects going in Chicago in the 24, 2024 season. Um, you know, the last few years throughout Chicago and Milwaukee, there have been a ton of half million square foot warehouses going up um, on spec. And that's starting to slow a little bit. And so we've seen that trend and we're trying to time the market right now to make sure that we're coming out with product right when the last um, round of new starts is hitting the market or has, has left the market and has been rented out. Um, we're hoping to bring our product to the market right then and uh, time it pretty well. Gotcha. So trying to take advantage of kind of those openings that you see. Yeah. And I think that's definitely uh, the advice that we've been giving a lot of clients is, uh, you know, if you are a logistics, warehousing, even manufacturers, anyone that needs a large industrial space, the time to shop for that is right now. Do not wait. I can't tell you the number of clients that we've had that will call us and say, boy, you know, my, you know, 200,000 square foot manufacturing facility, you know, the lease is up next month, what you got? Like, well, you should have called us a year ago <laughs> so that we could get you a space. Now, uh, the lead time on any building, you know, regardless of the market, it's a one to two year process if you're starting from scratch. And so if you expect in the next year to get out of your lease and just find a building sitting there waiting for you, that is not going to be the case, especially in, you know, the end of 2024, that st building stock is not going to be there anymore. And so now is the time that if you think in the next 12 to 24 months, you're going to be in need of a new manufacturing or distribution or logistics center have that conversation today with a builder to find the right team to put together and get that process in motion. Understood. Glad to have that insight, Colin. Thank you. And I, I also wanted to ask, you know, over the last few years, we've been hearing a lot about challenges for this whole industry that you're involved in with, um, you know, supply chain issues linked to the pandemic, you know, rising costs for materials I'd just like to get your take on some of those challenges and maybe some opportunities presented by some of these changing um, changing factors that we're seeing at the national level and here in the Midwest. So through COVID, we found a lot of strange material shortages on individual weird materials that we couldn't get. Um, but what was interesting to me is it was never the primary materials that we were using. So um, you know, there were there was a time when you couldn't get petroleum products for a while because there were changes in oil prices, things like that. Uh, we put down a lot of vinyl flooring in offices. And, um, we were able to get the vinyl flooring itself, which is at its core of petroleum product. Um, but what we couldn't get was the glue to put it down. Something that's completely critical to putting a floor down, right? But, um, you know, we couldn't put floors down all of a sudden. And we could get football fields and the material we needed, but not the glue. Weird. Uh, we're starting to see those anomalies in the market kind of um, disappear now. And most of the materials we're able to get. I think the, the biggest problem right now is in electrical service equipment. Um, the CT cabinets, the transformers, the main panels, those are still hard to get. Um, 
generally about a year out. And that's why it, you know, just underscores that it's a process to do a new facility these days. And you really have to know the, the duration that it's going to take. And it'll be a year to get a new transformer for a project. So um, clients really need to be on the lookout for that and don't expect something to turn around really quickly. Um, you know, when you need equipment like that, it's just not out there. And unfortunately, that's hurting a lot of manufacturers that otherwise would love to grow today because they've got those orders coming in and, you know, need a new facility. Sometimes we just have to tell them, you know, it's going to be a year out before we can get you electric power that you need to plug in your brand new machines. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Colin, we're almost out of time here, but I wanted to ask if you had any final thoughts, anything else we didn't touch on that you think uh, would be important for our, our audience to, to hear about before we close up here. We're seeing some interesting trends in, you know, obviously there's a lot of retail and office space opening up that's sitting empty right now. Uh, there's a lot of clients that are looking to do conversions on their former retail spaces into like self-storage, things like that. Um, there have been a few successful projects in that. Um, I think we're starting to see that market maybe get a little bit oversaturated with self-storage. Um, you know, there's only so much stuff to put in the lockers and uh, there's a lot of retail and office spaces to, to fill up. Um, I think, you know, really uh, expansion wise, the companies that are looking to go into a new modern facility, especially the, the small e-commerce buildings are really going to be uh, well-suited to go into some of these new buildings that are coming up where you can compete with Amazon, you can compete with Walmart. If you get yourself a small modern facility that uh, works well for you, um, you're going to be well-suited to compete in the marketplace, um, you know, on the, the large-scale e-commerce um, uh, competitors out there. Great. Well, thank you, Colin. I really appreciate you sharing your perspective on the WISP Business Podcast. Really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Have a really great day. You too. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.